Hello, you're listening to Radio Reverb 97.2 FM. This is Burden of Proof with Colin and Reese. Colin Manning the... Do- Colin? Reese is Manning the dance. Colin's not doing anything. <laughs> Colin, Colin, talking about himself in the third person. Yeah, I, th- I thought for a second you were Colin. Oh. That was very confusing. I'm Colin. Has that ever happened to you before? It has, it has, and it's caused some very awkward moments at family gatherings mm, of yours. I bet. When I've turned up and gone, hey dad, and <laughs> giving your dad a big hug. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it's, would be strange. It freaks him out. What, a, what a strange world that would be. What a strange opening to a radio show that was as well, mm. me confusing myself <laughs> with someone else. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start with uh, a song, uh, Ash, Girl from Mars. Do you remember the time when you were girl from Mars? I don't know if you knew that. I would stay up the playing cards and you were intimate cigars. And she never told me her name. I still love you, the girl from Mars. On a cool summer night Fireflies and stars in the sky Turn to glowing light From your cigarette The breeze blowing softly on the face Reminds me of something else Something that in my memory's been misplaced Suddenly all comes back And as I look to the stars I remember the time when you were gone from Mars I don't know what
the city Back of my neck getting dirt and gritty Been down, isn't it a pity Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city All around people looking half dead Walking on the sidewalk harder than a match yeah. But at night it's a different world Go out and find a girl Come on, come on and dance all night Despite the heat it'll be alright And babe, don't you know it's a pity The days can't be like the nights in the summer In the city, in the summer In the city Cool town, meeting in the city Dressed so fine and looking so pretty Cool cat, looking for a kitty Gonna look in every corner of the city Till I'm wheezing like a bus stop Running up the stairs, gonna meet you on the rooftop But at night it's a different world Go out and find a girl Come on, come on and dance all night Just like the heat, it'll be alright And babe, don't you know it's a pity The days can't be like the nights In the summer, in the city In the summer, in the city Spoonful there with summer in the city, and it is summer, and we're in a city, so uh, in keeping, in keeping with the theme, and also the back of my neck is rather dirty and gritty. Is but that's just because I frequently, I infrequently wash. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, so I think throughout today, uh, you you put on something on Facebook yesterday about trying to find what the worst lyrics are for different songs and stuff. I did put I that on Facebook. Yeah, and it's, you know, there's 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 a lot of bad lyrics out there. Yeah. I mean, Rebecca Black Friday doesn't even have to really be mentioned because no, that that's it's just a whole solution. Something special. <laughs> the one the one I suggested when I when I started this conversation on Facebook was one that I was reminded of recently because it came up on All Tracks Shuffle on my iPod, oh, I see, yeah. which was LFO's Summer Girls, which you may or may not remember. Oh, like funky ones. Yeah, I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch Chinese food makes me sick. Oh, Great yeah. lyrics like that. <laughs> yeah. um, there's another one, I can't remember the first half of it, but the rhyming couplet of it was Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. It's really yeah. bad. But the one that I posted as my worst one was Just One Sip Will Make You Buzz Like a Hornet. Billy Shakespeare rolled a whole bunch of sornets. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really bad. That is pretty excellent. I mean, not only are they being over-familiar with the bard, yeah. with their Billy, Billy. Shakespeare, Billy Shakespeare, but rhyming sonnet... With hornets, yeah, it doesn't really work. Sonnet. But he just puts an R in the word sonnet and has done with it. Like, sonnet. 
I think, um, well, there's, there's a lot of examples, and I think we're, we're going to try and think of some more through this show. And if you think of any yourself, then please, please feel free to email. And the email, Colin, is... Studio at RadioReverb.com mm. And if you put Burden of Proof, which is the name of our show, in the subject title, we're more yeah. likely to find it. And a, and a, and a quick thank you um, for uh, to Mr. Mark Johnson of Slipstream fame for um, grudgingly mentioning Yeah, he gave us a very grudging <laughs> shout-out yeah, at the end there. And actually, if you listen to what he said, he said, watch out for. Watch out which for. Which could be read two different ways. Yeah. He could have been warning people off of us. That is true. Hard to say. Hard to say. But, uh, but we've got to mention on this show anyway, so and and our listenership is going to at least triple. Yeah, that's worth its weight in gold. Absolutely, yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, it's been a, I've, I've already been up and at school today, at the St Pancras School Summer Fate. Big event. Big event. Big annual event. Yeah. It's the Glastonbury of the Lewis area. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, oh. Reese is distracted by a computer, so I'm just going to come in and talk about random stuff until <laughs> he works out what's gone <laughs> We've wrong. We've got an email. So the sound of Reese getting confused. I love that an email was such a rare event. That it caused you to stop what you were saying and thinking and go, oh. Because the noise you made, the oh, was the noise you would also make if the computer would say stopped working. <laughs> yeah. Or if you'd randomly stopped a CD in the middle of playing. So we so infrequently see the, the amount see of contact emails from the outside <laughs> world. Coming up during the, con- the course of our show, that, uh, that it was astonishing to me. Yes. So, 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 what is this email? Have you, have you read it and vetted it? Make sure it's not full of cusses. I haven't vetted it yet, no. I thought we'd chat a little bit about the news of the world because no one's talking about that at the moment. No, that's true. It's been yeah. a real quiet area, though. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I have a friend who was working there at the time of the shutdown. Really? Yes. So it's all gone. Aren't they all just going to be the sun on Sunday, though? Uh, some will. Not all of them. It's a good way of uh, streamlining your staff. They were planning on doing it ages ago. They've been talking about doing a sun on Sunday for years. Oh, really? Uh, because, you know, like the observers got rolled into the Guardian more and more. There's a lot of territorial fights going on there about that. Mm. Uh, because it saves you money. Because you can kind of have the same team and you can just share more resources. I mean, they're already sharing resources, but you can do it more if you just put it under one banner. Um, so they were kind of always planning to do it. So a lot of people will, but you can also get rid of a lot of people. Because technically... They were News of the World employees, and News of the World is gone, so you can get rid of them. So it's kind of partly almost an efficiency move. Mm. But I have a friend there who described it at the time. I, she kind of wrote a little message just as the announcement was being made that it was being shut down. She said she was surrounded by screaming people, crying people, and one bloke's chain-smoking in the corner. Really? Which was her image of the News of the World offices. That sounds like an exciting place to work. Yeah. Apparently, uh, when a crisis happens, the no-smoking-indoors rules are quickly cast aside. Oh, really? Smoking in the office? Well, they're apparently wow. just sat in a corner, chain-smoking. That is how serious this thing is. Which always reminds me, makes me think of the old... When you see old footage of offices in the 70s, when everyone mm. would smoke. And especially a journalist, like a, a newspaper offices, yeah. which I imagine being quite hectic. I want people smoking in there. One bloke, kind of shirt untucked, yeah. buttons off couple of stains just lots of cigarettes and betting stubs everywhere because yeah. he's been well, down just, the bookies just the kind of uh, the, the sort of casual plume of, of cigarettes yeah that blue when it, when blue it haze sort of in the air billowing uh, yeah, and, and curling yeah. that's up. what I want my newspaper offices to look like mm. probably unpleasant to work in though yeah a bit of a fire hazard as well if you've got yes. all those flames everywhere um, we're going to play uh, another song well another song we're going to play another song but not another song by any, not a song by anyone that we've played a song from today hang on what <laughs> I'm Are we playing a song or not? We're playing. <laughs> By the way, the, the email was from uh, Harry Hillary. It just says, Colin from Mars? Question mark. And then, nice show, boys. Well, there you yeah, go. With nice tunes, guys, in the subject tile. And I hope that uh, we're going to carry on with that theme. I hope that this nice person tunes. continues to approve of our tunes. Yeah, well, I hope so. Well, here's, um, here's White Stripes with Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground.
you can hear me coming down the hall If I could just hear your pretty voice I don't think I need to see it at all Don't think I need to see it at all Soft hair in a velvet tongue I wanna give you what you give to me And every breath that is in your lungs Is a tiny little gift to me It's a tiny little gift to me
Feel Good Incorporated by uh, Gorillaz. And before that was, what was it? That was uh, White Stripes with Dead Leaves and the Dirty Ground. I realised that uh, I lost the ability to talk very briefly. And the sort of Dead Leaves and the Dirty Ground bit came out as a sort of Dead Leaves. So I do apologise for that. Uh, hopefully uh, in the last sort of eight minutes or so, I've uh, relearned how to talk and articulate myself properly. If it helps your confidence at all, I didn't notice the mistake one bit. Well, I, that's, a, that's a bit of a... Yeah, I'm not sure if that helps at all, or hinders my confidence. You probably should have just kept your mouth shut. Well, I didn't notice. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, this uh, this week has... Uh, I came across uh, the, uh, the the Basset Hounds running thing on BuzzFeed, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Just pictures of Basset Hounds running yeah, it's toward camera. Yeah, I think it's on um, buzzfeed.co.uk uh, or something. And um, Probably um, find a Tumblr for it as well. Yeah, I imagine so. But uh, it's it's just it's just definitely worth a, worth a quick look, really. And it's just Basset Hounds with, obviously, immensely flabby skin. Uh, and obviously not the best sort of uh, dogs for running. Uh, not no, you ide- don't get many of them at the races. Not ideally suited for that sort of thing. And, uh, and they're just sort of running towards camera with sort of jowls and skin flapping about all over the place. And they just look absolutely hilarious. And uh, and I actually was was crying and could barely breathe uh, at one point. <laughs> it, sort of, it makes me laugh. I'm so now. delighted you were. I've just, got, I've just got the image of them in my head. So uh, if you are at a loose end and also at a computer... Then, uh, then just Google Basset Hounds running. Basset you'll Hounds running. It. You'll get it straight away. But I think it is on BuzzFeed.co.uk. Um, but yeah, yeah, there you go. That's my uh, that's my web that's your cultural cultural contribution for the week. For the week, yeah, absolutely. What you got? What have I got as my cultural contribution? Yeah. I don't think I've done anything cultural this week. I don't think I've done anything of any value yeah. whatsoever. I've watched some old Godzilla films. Oh, well, that's that good. counts. Yeah, they've been very good. Kind of counts. Last night I watched um, King Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, who was so powerful. He's from Venus, I believe. Oh, right. uh, so powerful that it took the combined powers of Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra to bring him down. In the, I, I can't remember in the actual Godzilla film. It's uh, Matthew Broderick, wasn't it? Matthew Broderick, yes. John uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, John Reno. Renault as well. Jean Renault. Jean Renault. Jean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the French bloke, yes. Yeah, well. And the guy who does the voice of Mo from The Simpsons. Oh. He was in it as the cameraman. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but was, was Mothra and that weren't in the Godzilla film, No, they, right? they weren't. I think that was, was one of the main ways in which it was let down. Godzilla versus the city of New York. Yeah, it was basically Godzilla trashing New York. Well, the very first Godzilla film uh, is just Godzilla turning up and trashing Tokyo. But then after that, he starts fighting other monsters. Yeah. It's kind of what happens. So it kind of almost switches genre. Because Godzilla it doesn't... It, the whole point of Godzilla is that he protects the city, isn't it? No, not well. This is one of the things. There's been a lot, a lot, like loads and loads and loads of different Godzilla films over oh, right, the okay. But the first one was made in the 50s in Japan. And to be honest, it's actually it's a bit like the Rocky franchise. The first one's actually kind of a proper film with yeah. acting and themes and narrative structure and stuff like that. Whereas the later ones are... Monsters smash stuff real good. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of the parallels, and you haven't there's a lot of Japanese fiction actually between of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Basically, oh, right. it's this, this recurring theme in Japanese th- fiction. I guess it was quite of, a significant event. Yeah, it, and it's clearly quite psychologically kind of scarring for an entire culture as well. Mm. So Godzilla has a lot of very deliberate parallels with the nuclear bombs, where it comes in, it trashes Tokyo kills millions of people it's kind of unpredictable people can't do anything to stop it because Godzilla himself is radioactive and has radioactive breath the first people he kills he kills out on a boat breathing radioactive breath on them which was a direct reference to nuclear tests that happened out in the Pacific that killed a load of Japanese fishermen 
they were American nuclear tests. God, there's so many levels to Godzilla. Big scandal no at the time, which was a direct reference to it. Um, so the first film is very much Godzilla is just a force of nature almost that just rolls into Tokyo, trashes the place, you can't do anything about it, and he leaves. Hmm. And there's a whole... Actually, no, they kill him in the end um, with an oxygen destroyer device. There's a whole science. It was the 50s, so science was a bit more fun. Did he have a, an oxygen tank in his mouth and someone shot it? No. No, no. you're confusing genre. No, that was, no, that was Jaws, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, similar genre though surely yeah you're right actually giant monster attacks people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway the later Godzilla films they started actually they, it was a kind of a recurring Japanese thing there were lots of different genres um, sorry not genres films about yeah. giant monsters trashing Japan yeah. they started doing crossovers so Mothra had a film on, on her own first Mothra's yeah. female is Mothra a big moth yes Mothra is benevolent though Mothra's always been on the side of man helping out so in the early films it'll be Godzilla in what way would it help out well protect humans you protect the earth donate to charity Probably, yeah. Mothra's a good egg all round. I mean, mainly interested in protecting the residents of Infant Island, mm. where because uh, Mothra has these two little Japanese, unsurprisingly, women, who are tiny, tiny, oh, right. who tend to sing a lot, uh, who kind of tell you... Basically, if you see them around, you know Mothra's going to make an appearance. Yeah. They're kind of like Mothra's ambassadors with humans, because they can speak both Mothra or Monster yeah. and, and English, or Japanese at least. But they're played by two female singers called the Peanuts, who were big at the time, who did pop music. Right. And they kind of talk in unison in quite high pitch, and they're pretty awesome. <laughs> that does sound pretty awesome. And then they'll sing a song about Mothra, generally to bring Mothra, oh, if right. they need Mothra's help. Yeah. But in the later films, Godzilla kind of becomes more of a protector of Earth. So in the one I watched last night, Godzilla versus uh, King Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, Godzilla ended up helping out humanity, but it took a bit of persuading. Right. In fact, it took some diplomacy from Mothra. It was a brilliant scene. It's the first film I've watched, where you get any sense of what Godzilla's saying. Right. Because Mothra goes in to negotiate with Rodan and Godzilla who've been fighting throughout Tokyo and trashing the place for ages saying, look guys, we need to deal with the three-headed monster from Venus. Yeah. That's a bigger problem. Yeah. And Godzilla's first response is, because it will destroy the world, to which Godzilla's response is, I don't care. Huh. I don't care. And then he when says, these, why these... should I help the humans? I hate the humans. They're always bullying me. Yeah. So Godzilla is of the view that he is being bullied. He's the victim. Oh. That makes me like him a little bit more. Oh, he's also... I love Godzilla. He kind of just freaks out sometimes, throws rocks at people. When... Are they, I mean, are these animation, or are these... No, these are all live action. They first one... Them. First one made in the 50s. The one... The one I watched last night was made in the early 60s. It actually felt quite a bit like a Bond film at times, because it yeah. had all the kind of... The same style as an early Bond film, like a Connery-era Bond film. Right. But also, these, there were guns and things running around. The whole human plot was about... Uh, like a crime gang trying to assassinate a woman. So it kind of had a James Bondy thing to it oh, as well, right. with giant monsters running around. Are they available in some kind of huge box set? Yes, I bought for a me- I think it was like £12 or something, a box set of about eight Godzilla films, mm. including the first ones. Good beard scratch on Mike Yeah, there. good beard scratch on Mike <laughs> there. That's what I have to do when I talk about Godzilla. Yeah. So I bought a big... That's why I've been working my way through them. Oh, I haven't got them all. It's kind of a selection. Yeah. Because there are lots. Yeah. But I've just been watching a handful. They've been very good. Good times. And they are they are subtitled. Yes. Well, the ones I've got, you mm. get the American version and the Japanese version. So you can dubbed. watch the original Japanese version with subtitles, or you can watch not just dubbed, America, especially the early ones, completely re-edited them. Super amazing dubs. To Yeah, to make them a completely different film. Like the first Godzilla film, they inserted an American actor who's a reporter, yeah. and then just intercut bits of the original film with new stuff they filmed of him, and then the monster attacks and all the rest of it. So that it's a completely different story, but it makes it much more America-centric, because they were yeah. pretty sure no one would care about Japan getting trashed. And who else, apart from Hollywood, is making movies? Come well, 
exactly. Exactly. So um, you can watch the American versions, which are often very, very different. Like they'll have a completely different plot. They'll change the names of the monsters. They'll change the order of events. Mm. They'll do whatever they want to. Oh. So you get both versions on the ones I've got. Aren't you full of fascinating information? I think you? I just talked about Godzilla for a remarkably long <laughs> amount of time. But they are awesome fun. Monsters smash stuff real good. Yeah. Yeah. Just the basic conclusion. Right? No Lake Placid though. Come no, on. Lake Placid was... Uh, have you seen Lake Placid 2 yet? No. Because I think we should see that together, given that we're the only two people I know have seen Lake Placid. <laughs> I've never seen Lake Placid. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know why no one else has watched it. Um, Lake Placid 2, is that, has it got the same... I mean, um, Lake Placid 1's got an, a stellar cast. Ol- Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. I was Bill, desperately trying to remember his name, because he was the king of that film. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Uh, Bill Pullman. Yeah. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Come on. People, and that old lady who also rapped in The Wedding Singer. Oh, is the old lady who's feeding the crocodiles. <laughs> oh, that's right. And I can't remember who the guy... Who, who ate her husband. Who the guy who, uh, who played the policeman is. Um, but he was very good as well. Yes, the whole film's uh, excellent. Uh, I love yeah, classic. brilliant, brilliant. Um, anyway, we're going to play uh, Jimmy Eat World, which was, which was something that was requested by one of our, our listeners uh, a little while back on an email. Yes, I remember that. You yes. remember that? And, and we, we made a whole... How generous you are. You made a whole CD uh, and, and included two Jimmy Eat World songs on them. But this is the middle... Uh, off their album Bleed American. Is that right? Yes. There you go. Though that album was retitled Jimmy Eat World because that album came out on 9-11 yeah. and they didn't want the album title Bleed American coming out because they thought people might get freaked out. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating fact. Well, Tolkien was cashing in with those Two Towers books of his. Yes. <laughs>
This is where the helicopters came to take me away. This is where the children used to play. This is only half a mile away from the attack. This is where my life changed in a day, and then it changed back.
Bare Naked Ladies there with helicopters. And uh, we used to pretty much be Bare Naked Ladies FM, but we don't play as much by them now. Uh, even though stuff that they do have, they have written, is very good. Um, I'm not sure... Thanks for talking that through. Yeah, good. Uh, I'm not sure how, how big our, uh, our gay following is here at Burden of Proof. But uh, just in case, just in case we have any... On uh, tomorrow, Sunday the 10th of July, uh, sorry if you're listening on the repeat, you might have missed it, is the big gay sports day out at the, uh, at the Stanley Decent Centre on Wilson Avenue, which, uh, bargain, £2, entry fee for the day, some activities may involve an additional cost, but uh, all, sorts of, all sorts of activities, badminton, basketball, beach, volleyball, cycling, football, golf, etc. So there you go, big gay sports day out, a fun day for the LGBT community. There you go. There you go. Fun times all round. Don't say we don't do anything for, uh, you know, promoting stuff around Brighton. That's the kind of thing I'd like to attend, but I might be mowing the lawn tomorrow. That's a very middle class, uh, you know, I live in I live in a... Place with a lawn. Place with a lawn and have yeah. a lawn mower. Yeah. You know, when did you become that guy? A couple of years back. Yeah. <laughs> couple of years back. <laughs> no shame in Got that. Got myself a sensible motor. Yeah. Started mowing the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, good motor that isn't it yeah yeah start worrying about kids walking on the front lawn yeah don't like that you have got a little fence yeah I've considered building a fence you got one of those uh, motion sensor security lights so that when you when you're yes. going out to, to the garage to put the bins out or something uh, we've not got one above the garage we've got one in front of the front door yeah so that when we step outside light comes on oh that's nice did yeah. you have to put that in yourself or was that nope put that in myself oh god did you do it or did your dad do it uh, but I'd helped <laughs> Helped. He helped. Yeah. I was, it was it was my first bit of, you know, becoming a man and doing some electrician work because that's wire stuff. I had to yeah. take wires out. Did the you light have to drill the wire through the wall? Uh, no. What I did was we already had an outside light. Yeah. You're listening to DIY chat on Radio <laughs> Reverb 97.2 FM. Right, we already right. had an outside light. Yeah. And yeah. so I just had to take that off. Right. And then use the wires, run them through the sensor that we bought. Wow. Attach the sensor underneath the light, and then the light would come on when the sensor activated. Amazing. But I did get my dad to help because that was the first bit of wiring I'd ever done. I yeah. was a bit nervous. Yeah. I mean, I knew the difference between live, again? live think... Earth and the other one. Do you think Neutral. you could do it again if you had to? Yes. Yeah, can yeah you, I could. Can you fix it if it goes wrong? Depends how it's gone wrong. Right. It's something internal. If someone smashed it off with a sledgehammer, would you be able to fix it? No. <laughs> no, I would not. No, I'd have to buy a new sensor and I'd be very upset. I'd be more mm. upset than when kids run across my front lawn yeah. if someone were to smash my light sensor light with a hammer. Do they ride bikes across your front lawn? No, they don't ride bikes, but they no. do sometimes run. Oh. Or maybe they're football. You need to um, you need to, to be that scary guy, you know, yeah, yeah. who opens the door in his pants and chases kids down the street <laughs> <laughs> like a rolling pin. You've, you've come remarkably close to me. I was going to ask you a question about actually, because there's Go been on. a debate uh, about the propriety of this. Oh. I, I was at home, right. minding my own business. Right. And when I'm at home, in my own home... Yeah. I will be tending to wear quite large boxer shorts yeah. and then a shirt yeah. over the top. No, no, I mean, not nothing gratuitous. No, no, no. Boxer shorts, you know, down to the down to the, the top of your knee. Right. Length boxer shorts. Well, they're pretty much Bermuda you're talking about. Yeah, basically almost shorts shorts. Really. Yeah, well, they're just, just shorts. shorts, aren't they? They're basically just shorts. Well, exactly. They're all, they're all just shorts. Your yeah. agreement that they're essentially shorts yeah. is going to help me out. I mean, I've never done boxing in my life, so no. I just wear shorts. Yes. Yeah. So I'm wearing shorts and a shirt. Shorts and a shirt. Classic Doorbell outfit. rings. Yeah. Oh, I'll get the door. Open it up. There's two young girls. They go, excuse me, sorry. We knocked our ball into your garden. Could we have our ball back? Yeah. And I said, yeah, sure. I threw the ball back. And they said, thank you. But the conversation that happened afterwards was, 
You can't open your door, especially to children, wearing <laughs> wearing shorts. Well, how did you know they were children? Well, I didn't until I opened the door. Yeah. And this is my thing. I was wearing a shirt. The um, conversation between who and who? Between me and my partner. Right. Okay. And she's of the view that if two young girls ring the doorbell, could, you could be... I should not be wearing boxer shorts. Right. I should be, I don't know, in a but they're just shorts, formal they? suit. They're basic, exactly. But they're they're short. basically just shorts. Yeah. They were entirely buttoned and actually covered quite away by the shirt I was wearing. I've seen people walking around Asda, sweating onto groceries uh, in, the, in the height of summer without a shirt on. Yeah, exactly. you had a shirt. On. I was wearing a you shirt. You had a shirt on. Exactly. So I think this is this is what this is what I'm glad you've come yeah. to my support on. That was acceptable the way I handled that situation. I shouldn't have to go off and get dressed into evening wear. Yeah, exactly. in order to answer the door to some two girls who've knocked a tennis ball into my garden. Well, exactly, exactly. Especially in summer. No, exactly. Well, no, I'm on your side in that case. Good, good. I'm glad I've got another voice for reason. Yeah. In what has been the debate of my age. Um, but well, I'm, I'm glad that you're not the kind of person who you know deflates footballs with a knife when they come over your, <laughs> your back garden no you go yeah you can have it back Slap. yeah that's all you're worth <laughs> no, I gave him the tennis ball back tennis ball it was a tennis ball were they playing tennis I guess so were they just were they playing to be honest you can use a tennis ball for quite a lot of games it is one of the most versatile balls yeah. I remember as a child playing cricket with a tennis ball you it can play welcome to ball chat Yes. You see, uh, I quite like those uh, those wind balls. I, own, I own an orange wind ball. Oh, orange if, wind balls. If you want to borrow it. They've got such a nice action to catch. Oh, them. they're amazing. Yeah. And they've even got the fake plastic moulded stitching on them. Yeah, yeah. And it's cricket ball. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't really, really, really hurt they don't when re- you try and catch them. <laughs> exactly. They don't give you that, that wrist-breaking slap. No, it was rubbish. But uh, no, good action there. Good action. I remember my school teacher, my PE teacher, insisting that that would like toughen us up. Yeah. And it was back at an age where this has never worked on me. This idea of oh well, if I can appeal to some kind of manliness thing, that yeah. you'll therefore do it. So you'd be like, oh, you know, you'll toughen you up. You know, men do this all the time. Mm. This arbitrary idea of what a man should and shouldn't do—that cricket ball's really hard. Stop throwing it at me. Yeah, I can't imagine that you got on very well with your PE teachers, Colin. I was, a bit, I was a little bit mouthy. Although you were saying that you, you used to be really sporty when you I was very sporty on our, on our way on our way to uh, the party last weekend. You were saying how I was. You were pointing sporty. out all the various different athletics clubs, and oh, tennis, clubs tennis club that you belong to. I was a member of that club, and I've known you for fifteen years. Never seen you do anything sporty. So it's true. It must have been. I played tennis at the party. Oh, that's right. Badly, badly. very badly. Yeah, well. Um, I won a couple of points. But that's the thing, but I, I, I can imagine that you were a bit of a pain, to be honest. Yeah. To, uh, if, now you're a teacher, yeah. I think if I if, if we were to transpose young Colin into your class, I think I'd be one of your favourites. I, I think, think you'd so. like me. I think you'd, you'd be like, I like that Colin kid. I like, a, I like, I like the kids that are He's a bit... He's quick with the jokes. I like the kids that are a bit cheeky, but not sort of like like dumb cheeky, but just sort of a bit, a bit smart. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. They're the best ones. I'd be, I'd be busting out the jokes. Although there are no, off there are no favourites, obviously. No, I like them all. <laughs> you like them all equally, especially if a parent asks. But some are better than others. Yes, yeah. like children. Yeah, got to have a favourite. <laughs> um, there we go. Uh, we've got. I've just reminded me. I was flicking through the CDs and the Galleons, uh, which is a band from. Oh, Brian. they graduated from our um, listen play review. Yeah. Into regular rotation. Into regular... Because we enjoyed them so much. I did, yeah. And I might actually play uh, a song, actually. Um, but it just reminded me that uh, every now and again we have uh, a listen-play review section. But it, it, we, in order to do our listen-play review section, we need people to send us in CDs. Yeah. So you do it for Pete Jones, but I'm sure you can do it for us as well. Just uh, just put 
in a post in the post to in uh, a post in a post in a post box uh, and send it to us for uh, to uh, well, I don't even know our address here. I used to right, know our this address. Is, you're not helping here, East. No, I'm not, not, am I? not giving that address. Give out your home address. <laughs> we're uh, we're on eleven uh, Grand Parade. There you go. Well, near the new Sainsbury's. Oh yes, now that Taj is gone, yeah, being replaced by Sainsbury's. Indeed, um, and uh, and just just send it in to us, really, or or studio at Radio Reverb with burden of proof in the subject title. Send us an MP3, and I was and send us an MP3, or um, if you have a band and you would like to send us some stuff, then send me an e- send us an email, and I'll give you the details. Maybe you have a band so, and you're putting on a show. Whatever, we'd like, uh, and we you know you want to put us on the guest list. Yeah, we'll come along to that. I'll be quite happy to come along to any guest list for anything. Free yeah. stuff, more there. Yeah, All definitely. Over. Like white on rice. Uh, here like a fat is, kid on a smarty. Indeed. Uh, here is uh, Galleons. I'm not sure what the track is called, what the number is. Is it because the track names are written on the CD and you've already put the CD no, in the they're, they're not even written on the CD. Oh, Galleons. Oh, Galleons. We love you despite your terrible oversights. Uh, yeah. So uh, here we go with Galleons. Not entirely sure what it's called. Yes! 
Stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. I think we can all relate a little bit to the lyrics. And the rest <laughs> <of that song>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you turned it into a learning experience. <laughs> I think we can all pick up something from this. Well, we've got and take it with us. Yes. Yeah. Just, just think about that. Don't stop believing. If only that. Hold on to that feeling. Just, South, South Detroit's in Canada. Just That's the other problem. Hold it in your hand, and then hold it tight. <laughs> just put it in your pocket. 
And it's always going to be there when you need it. It is. Just in your pocket. Unless you sit on it. Unless you're wearing leggings. In yeah. which case, put it in a bum bag. <laughs> there we go. Um, When's the bum bag going to make a comeback? Because I remember when I was a very little kid, bum bags were fashionable. They were actually a desirable item. The bum bag comeback. Yeah, the bum bag comeback. The bum, the bum bag. Yeah, if you like. <laughs> Not the other way around. No. <laughs> That's just going to be... <laughs> I have no idea when the bum bag is going to make a comeback, but um, I think that it's if it does, then it's it's going to have to come straight back as the kind of you know lurid neon kind of uh, yeah, that's what they were pure mid eighties style because because the classic leather ones that you know that you can oh for old people yeah you know they're actually sort of quite quite a serious no when I was a kid when I was a little kid I swear this this happened this was a genuine thing they were genuinely a desirable cool item Mm. when I was about seven or eight or something like that I remember buying one and everyone wanted one I had one and they were kind of nylon or whatever bright colours if possible I had a purple one that had like uh, fluorescent yellow sort of streaks on it it was that was cool I had a black one but it had orange day glow blue day glow yellow day like kind of dashes almost like almost like kind of 80s day glow graffiti on it like some crazy tiger yeah yeah amazing amazing Uh, there we go take it on school trips put your money in it yeah it's, they're so phenomenally dorky, though. They went from cool to dorky yeah. in just such a tiny I think window. My uh, my bum bag was mainly used to um, carry my my medical equipment for my allergy to wasp stings. So it had. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. The, I, thing that I think that's the problem. Than, oh my allergies! <laughs> I think that's. I think that's the corrective sole shoes. I think that's the problem with them is that too many bum bags were filled with aspirin. <laughs> 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 you know. It was you that ruined it. <laughs> Not. And not sort of you know you know music. Or, it was Wheezy Reese, yeah, there well, with his asthma inhaler. Well, I didn't. His I, I'm allergic to wasps kit. I didn't have an asthma inhaler, but um, you probably did. But I think that I think <laughs> I that's the that all the time. that um, that they would they would use too much for that sort of thing rather than you know storing interesting things, drugs like drugs and music. Yeah, cassette tapes. You could yeah. fit a few cassette tapes in there. Uh, you yeah, probably could. You could you couldn't fit any um, you couldn't fit any any cds in there no but i think this was kind of before the age of the cd before the age of the compact disc they might have been available at your high-end retail stores but for the likes of me shopping in eastbourne market the compact disc was not an option but the bloke who sold bootleg cassette tapes for a pound each was readily available i still have 100 percent dance volume two on what is clearly just a recordable cassette tape (laughs) somewhere Uh, in my home we've uh, we've had another email from uh, from Harry so thanks Harry thanks very much for for listening he says play some 70s Bowie next week which we will do we will definitely do that we have some and P.S. was Godzilla gay no he wasn't I've no idea if he was or my understanding he, he, he had a child in All Monsters Attack uh, which I know isn't the be all and end all of no. these things but is certainly evidence yeah for his heterosexuality perhaps it will be def- it will be that question will be answered for sure tomorrow if uh, if he turns up at the big gay sports day out that's true if godzilla makes an appearance if godzilla is there then we then we we know that we know his persuasion there you go uh so thank but you hang on. i mean surely others people are welcome at the lgbt big gay sports day they are i mean surely you know that is true the straights are allowed as well that is true uh before we um <laughs> Allowed and welcome, I'd assume. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Uh, we've got to go. Five seconds left. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Harry, for your emails. Thank you very much for listening. We've been Burden of Proof 97.2. And uh, we'll be back next week. We'll play you out with a nice little song. Though.